my name is Kirtley Freckleton. I'm going to share my screen really quick here and get this going. Uh, welcome to Healthy Together Time. I am Kirtley Freckleton, certified Optavia coach and registered nurse. And I'm super excited to talk with you tonight about uh, element 25 in the life book, the habits of longevity. Um, very exciting chapter. Th something that I've noticed is a lot of clients will master the first to third elements in the life book, but never make it to the end. But the end is very exciting and very fun. And so I challenge anyone, um, I challenge anyone that is reading to make it to the end or even skip to the end and look for something that sounds um, appealing to you um, because there's neat information. And so just briefly, I lost about 25 pounds before I found Optavia. And once I found Optavia, I thought this is an amazing program. And I gave it a try just for a week because I was at my optimal health, uh, healthy weight. And I lost five pounds that week. And I thought, wow, I'm already lean. And the last five pounds are so hard. And then I went on to keep that off for about eight years until I got pregnant. And along the way, have really worked on refining my habits of longevity and the habits of health that we're going to talk about today. <clears throat> so the goal today is to work on our mindset. The mindset is to become awakened to the habits of longevity and what's possible. And the skill set is to learn strategy, strategies from Dr. Ray's longevity plan to improve the quality of your life. And then the action is, hey, let's devise an action plan by the end of this session to make Dr. A's longevity plan work for you and share it with your coach. Um, and this, this applies to us all. I'm, I'm hoping everyone finds something that's exciting to them as we go. So I used to be a CNA before I became a nurse and I worked at uh, the memory impaired unit of, of the facility. And I remember being in those corridors and there was, you know, they were locked because people were really confused and they would, they would just wander around. And when we came in, you just, when you talk to people, they wouldn't remember who you are. They didn't remember your name. They didn't know their kids. Um, they, they just, some of them just had a blank stare on their face there. They couldn't make connections with people just because their, their mind was, was gone. And the thing that I hear most people say when they're talking about living a longer life is, is I hope that's not me. You know, when they see someone in rough condition like that. Um, and so I wanna talk about that. Um, and here's my grandpa, age 101 years old, um, at the year at the age of 97, he came to the farm I was on, his farm, and rode horses. And I thought that was so neat that he was so healthy. He, he had, didn't have a walker, wasn't, doesn't even have eyeglasses, no hearing aid, anything like that. But he was able to get on a horse and, and have a good time. So he's a great example to me of, of living a long, amazing life. And some people think, well, I don't wanna live that long because life's, life's not that exciting. But I hope that through, through your development, and where you're at, you will find a meaning and purpose so that it is worth it to you to live a long, healthy life. So I'm going to ask you a question. How long do you want to live? And you can put in the chat thread. And what factors matter to you?
So put in the chat thread, how long do you want to live? And what factors matter to you? All right, and we're gonna look at the chat thread, see if you guys are commenting. How long do you personally wanna live and what factors matter? <clears throat> I'm gonna put up a poll. Oh, looks like the poll won't work, but that's okay. Because I have a backup. All right, so it says, would you rather be paralyzed with a sharp mind or have Alzheimer's with a perfectly healthy body? So A, if you'd rather be paralyzed with a sharp mind or B, have Alzheimer's with a perfectly healthy body. <laughs> okay, I'm curious what you guys think. And then the last one, you guys, what if you could have both a healthy mind and a healthy body and live to be 100 years old? Would you choose that? And that's where we're wanting to go. Dr. Abe said, my take on long longevity um, is that it only makes sense when you have thriving health. <clears throat> and in fact, the best way to do that is to keep doing the things I've already taught you, practice the habits of health forever. That you're guaranteed that you're giving your body the best possible chance to live out your genetic programming, which based on our current understanding of the aging process means you can live to be 100 years or more. Um, <clears throat> It says this in the life book. It's an interesting question is what is my expiration date right now? The light current life expectancy for men is 75 years old for women. It's 80 years old. And scientists believe that we could make it to 150 years old one day. And the surprising thing is genetics determines only about 20 to 30% of your health and longevity, maintaining a normal weight, not smoking and drinking and in moderation and drinking in moderation can give you an additional seven years. Can you believe that? <clears throat> I'd love to hear in the chat thread if you believe that your life has been extended because of your choices to get healthier. You, I mean, what if you could add seven years where you have a healthier body and a healthier mind? <clears throat> and then additional lifestyle behaviors can extend your life as much as 35% beyond the average. That's huge. And this is what's in your choice. Genetics, you know, the cards you're dealt with in terms of longevity, they play a much smaller role than we realize. Um, and fortunately, the lifestyle is what we can control. And that's, that's the biggest factor in determining. So I want to, want to introduce you to Ernestine Shepard. She's currently 85 years old. She's the world's oldest female bodybuilder. She says that age is nothing but a number. I love that she says that. And I want to, I'm going to see if this um, video is going to work for us. She's, she basically, let's see, how to escape from this. Basically at the age of 56 is when she very first started working out um, and hasn't quit. All right, I got it up. So I'm going to share my screen. Here we go. Share sound. Good job, good job. That's right. Ernestine Shepherd is beginning her daily workout. Good job. It's not a typical workout for a senior citizen. Then again, at 77, Shepherd is anything but typical. One more. At 74 years old, she was named the oldest competitive female bodybuilder in Guinness World Records. Her fitness journey started when she was 56, after she and her older sister Velvet decided they were not for wearing bathing suits to a church picnic. Oh, that's a perfect suit. 
We didn't like how we looked in there. My sister said, we had better do some type of exercise. And before they knew it, they were hooked. After we had finished with the aerobics that we could start weight lifting, one day she said to me, if anything were to happen to me, I want to know you, you keep up what we're doing. So she did get sick. She had a brain aneurysm and she died. Her sister suddenly got one year later sent unseen into a deep depression. I was just the meanest, ugliest person that you could possibly want to meet. One day she came to me in the room and she said, You aren't good, but I asked you to do it. I got on my feet and I went to the gym and I started training and I noticed I was getting to feel better. What I want to do is to create a body that others, when they look at you, they, they too will know that they can get fit. Ernestine organized a walking group, leading the way for dozens more to follow her footsteps. Okay, here we go. That walk was beautiful. I'm very amazed at what's been happening. Okay, I'll close there. Um, but isn't that empowering? Is her lifestyle choices has led her to be an 86 year old, an 85 year old who is happy and thriving. And she said, um, and I'll share this a little bit later, but she said, I am not looking for retirement. This is what I'm going to do until the day I die. And if you're looking for a magic pill um, of how to extend your life, then look at these healthy habits. And that's what we're trying to teach everybody. And so it's, it's such a thrill to, to know these and have these in our hands. Um, and so I'm going to introduce next is the amazing Kristen Fellows. And she, I've known her for many years. She's always been so healthy um, and practices the habits of health. So she's going to give us seven steps into Dr. A's plan for um, longevity. So Kristen, are you there? <clears throat> find you, Kristen. You're on mute still. Let's see if I can unmute you. All right, you should, there you go. All right, thank you. It wouldn't let me. So my name is Kristen Fellows, and I've been a certified Optavia coach for five years. I've been in the health and wellness field for uh, a lot longer than that, but I found that I created um, a much bigger impact as a coach than in any of my other occupations. So my mother, a um, little bit about my story is my mother was hundred pounds overweight and has since lost the weight and maintained a healthy lifestyle. My father was diagnosed with breast cancer at 48. He died four years later as a result of that cancer. And my sister was an addict and struggled for most of her life with substances as well as obesity. She died at 47, which is the age that I am now. And ironically, as an as the result of an accidental drug overdose after she cleaned up her life and cleaned up her health. It's been difficult to say the least to lose loved ones. I love having opportunities to share my passion for health and wellness as a coach and offer simple solutions um, through the habits of health system. So we're going to go through these steps from Dr. A. Um, what can you do right now? Dr. Anderson gives us the steps to success in element 25. And um, so some of these things are, are pretty, maybe simple for some and harder for others, but eliminating tobacco and recreational drugs, wearing a seatbelt and going the speed limit, 
Um, limiting your intake of alcoholic beverages to fewer than two drinks a day and avoiding sunburns. That's a big one. Um, skin is important, right? We've got a lot of it. <laughs> and don't exercise on roads used by motor vehicles. I hadn't thought of that one because I've done that one before. But when I read that, I thought, oh, yeah, this is kind of a deal. Okay, step number two. Um, we want to create a healthy environment. And by doing that, we want to eliminate some, uh, some of the things in, in our current life. So eliminating toxic foods and household items. We eliminated toxic cleaning supplies and body care items and unnecessary chemicals in our home several years ago when my daughter and I were struggling with eczema. I did a lot of research into creating a healthier space for my family, and it was much simpler than I originally thought it would be. We now use things like vinegar and baking soda and silver lined cleaning cloths as our cleaning agents. We have a smoke, um, sorry, ensure that your water and air are clean. Uh, check your smoke detectors to make sure they're working. We have this magic smoke detector <laughs> that literally goes off when we use the toaster. It's a little sensitive, but at least we know it works, right? Um, the other thing is eliminate potential hazards that could cause falls. So we have this fun little children's book that talks all about safety. It's actually quite comical, but the message is this. Safety tip number 99, never stand on a swivel chair. Common sense, right? You would think so. Um, water on the floor is a common one around my house. I have teenagers and enough said. Um, besides, nobody likes wet socks. But my daughter wasn't looking one day and tripped over me right um, into the corner of a desk and ended up with stitches right here in her forehead. It could have hit her eye or her nose and broken her nose, but apparently I was the hazard for that day and it could have been worse. Um, step three. Your checkups can give us a line. Do you wanna change that slide currently? Thank you. Yearly checkups can give us a baseline understanding of our current reality. Um, where health is concerned. Uh, prescription medications are one of the top five causes of death. And it talks about that here. I know that obviously because that's how my sister died. Um, so let's go over these briefly. Record your weight and waist measurement, height, blood pressure, heart rate, and body mass index. Those are the things that you need to be doing as you go to your healthcare provider. See if you should lower any of your, those medications. Uh, you want to test your eyes and your hearing, get a baseline thyroid um, test. I get those every year, probably more often because I have a running 25 year plus thyroid issue. So that's really important to me because I know when I don't feel well that I need to get that evaluated. Get a full lipid profile to access your um, cardiac tests that in that can assess your inflammatory state uh, to make sure you're staying in control of your immune system. Usually your body will give you cues that something's off in the first place. Um, appropriate cancer screenings. Obviously this is very important to me because my dad dying of breast cancer, he let, um, you know, he let that lump go longer than he should have. Um, and, uh, and that's important. I used to do uh, breast cancer awareness workshop or um, the National Breast Cancer Foundation. And I would teach people actually how to do that. And it was, it was important. I teach my children how to do it. And um, it's something simple, just, just the monthly ones that you can do, um, as well as the ones when you get, go to your doctor. 
Have a mineral density scan if you're perimenopausal and repeat every five years. You guys, I'm getting close to that age. So I'm a little nervous, but at the same time, excited about the future because I really am taking action. Um, all right, let's go to step four. Go to your dentist. As we get older, we're more prone to certain conditions, um, including uh, things that put our teeth and gums at risk hormonal changes, medical conditions, such as diabetes, receding gums, sometimes that will leave roots exposed and vulnerable, um, having a medication-induced dry mouth, which can cause bacteria to proliferate. Um, also, the elderly have more, are more likely to have poor dental hygiene um, and make fewer visits to the dentist. So floss daily, chew sugar-free gum, have your teeth cleaned a couple times a year, watch for those things. Um, Use lip balm and lipstick that has sunscreen and, and no tobacco products. All right, final step. Step five is reach and maintain your healthy weight. That's super important because it not only lowers your risk um, for disease, but it actually lengthens, lengthens your life by several years. Um, if you haven't begun the healthy, any kind of a healthy meal plan yet, then there is no better time to get started. You want to continue practicing these habits of health um, for maintaining your healthy weight. It's not something you reach and then kind of back off. It requires weekly monitoring for the rest of your life. This is a lifestyle plan that we promote. Number six is incorporate all the habits of health from learning to eat right, reaching a healthy weight, incorporating movement into your daily schedule, making sleep a better priority, learning to reduce stress, and managing your world through that healthy mind and mindset, um, moving from surviving to thriving. The last step is obtain optimal health. What does that mean? Um, whatever your age is, optimizing your health is a fundamental principle of living longer. If you're going to have a longer life, why not enjoy it? There really aren't shortcuts to health or longevity. It takes discipline. It takes work and a commitment to yourself um, that you'll be able to move forward and past um, those unhealthy lifestyles. So start small. What can you do today to improve um, that longevity? Thank you so much, Kristen. So we just went over a lot of tips, you know, just boom, boom, boom. But Hopefully you're, you're listening and thinking, okay, there's at least something I can grasp that I know I can implement now. And I would suggest looking in section three in Dr. In Dr. A's Habits of Health book, section three is gold. That's where it, and it goes even into more detail and explaining why certain numbers to look for and even into the brain health, uh, which is so fun to, um, to check out. But something that they said is, and I, I really want to drive this message home to everyone, is living a longer life is kind of like when the four minute mile was busted, is a lot of us assume when, when I'm 70 or 80, I really need to slow down because that's just how life is. But what about your perception? What about if you wanted to continue to be healthy and strong? It's our choice. Only 20 to 30% of our genetics is what determines our expiration date. And the rest is us. And so, and so if you can be the person that says, I can run a, a sub four minute mile, then do it and expect yourself to thrive when you're 85 years old. 
that you can go horseback riding when you're 97 years old. And so our, our bodies are going to match our expectations and get these habits now so that you can thrive and be with your grandkids and be living those, those your end of the year so happy and so, and so healthy and strong. So thanks so much for sharing that, Kristen. And again, check out the Life Book Element 25 or Dr. Ray's Habits of Health, Section 3, to go into more detail. Um, the next person we have is the beautiful Amy Miller. Let me pull up her. Um, oh, actually, I'm going to ask you a few questions. <laughs> um, so the questions is, which steps are you most interested in implementing? Um, whether it's avoid sunburns, create a healthier environment, do yearly checkups, go to the dentist, reach and help reach and maintain a healthy weight and incorporate all habits of health or obtain optimal health. I think there may be a poll for some reason. I'm not seeing the poll, but I think there's probably a poll going on right now. Kristen, I can see you. Is there a poll? Okay. <laughs> I'll try to check the chat thread to see what it is. <clears throat> all right. And then the next question after that, then Amber, you can message me what the results were. Hey, Kirtley. Yeah. You want me to just share the results out loud right now? Yeah, do that. That'd be great. Okay. So avoid sunburns. 19% of us are willing to do that. Um, create a healthier environment. 23% do yearly checkups. 13% go to the dentist regularly. 15% well, that's low. Reach and maintain a healthy weight, 46%. Awesome. And then incorporate all habits of health, 44%. And obtain optimal health, 54%. Great. Thanks, Amber. Um, and then just be considering what action are you going to take as a result of this element? If there's one thing you can start doing now, what are you more committed to? And the last question, Amber, if you want to put up the poll is do you actually feel like you have more control over living a longer and healthier life after talking today? I really hope you do. <laughs> Some people believe they are born with an expiration date, depending on their genetics, but we can extend that. 100% say yes. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Um, well, now I want to introduce the beautiful Amy Miller. Um, she has had quite the journey and she's going to share her experience with Optavia. So Amy Miller, hit it, baby. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for letting me share. Um, it has been an absolute like privilege to find Optavia and have it be part of my life. It has changed me so much. Um, so as you can see, I lost um, quite a bit of weight. I ended up losing 72 pounds um, on my health journey. And, um, you know, it's just I've been able to keep it off now for three years. So I've really learned how to just um, stay healthy long term. And I love the life book and the um, habits of health system to really teach me all those things that I need to know to stay healthy long term. Um, but after I had got healthy, I decided that, you know, um, I wanted, I was really, really nervous. I had been offered coaching and I really um, was scared of it. It was something that terrified me. And um, I just thought that's not for me. I think if you would have looked up um, limiting beliefs in the dictionary, you would have saw my picture for sure, because I had every single one of them. I thought, 
Um, I'm too shy. I don't know enough. Nobody's going to listen to me. Um, I don't want to bother people. I don't want to do this. This is, I had every single concept that you could imagine. Um, and, you know, I ended up listening to, um, it was like a call like this and they talked about, um, mom boss. And I remember that phrase and I was like, what in the world is a mom boss? And I thought, um, and I just heard all these wonderful coaches talking about how they could just really fit their job into their um, the nooks and crannies of their life. And they had time for their kids and they could go to the park if they wanted to. They could take their kid to a doctor's appointment if they were sick and they didn't have to call in and talk to a boss. And I was like, well, that would be wonderful because I had to do that. And I got like treated like I was the most you know, awful person because my kid was sick. Um, and I just thought, wow, what that is so lucky. And what resonated with me with them is because my, my concept was only certain people can do that. Um, but I just saw all these people that seemed just so ordinary and typical. And I just thought, I guess I could have that maybe. Um, and so another thing that stuck out to me in that video that is somebody said, just um, do it crappy, do it. Um, and I just thought, well, I, that was my concern is that I wouldn't do a good job. And so when they said that, I just um, thought, well, it's okay. You can do it and just start and you get better as you go. And so um, I've loved every bit of it. It started out as just a hobby and something for fun. And then I just noticed that as I was doing my hobby, it turned into something that I could eventually just quit my job. Um, and I didn't know that that was um, something I could do, but I've loved it. I love hearing people um, talk about their success every week and getting to be part of their journey and see them succeed and have breakthroughs. Um, I love that, you know, I get to work from home. I love that if there's an emergency or my kids are sick or if I need to do something um, important to me, um, that I can be flexible with my schedule and my hours and just take that time off. So I really love um, everything it's done for me. It's changed my life physically, mentally, and financially. And so I'm, I'm very grateful for it. And I would just it, it encourage anyone that's like on the fence, because I was on the fence to just take that leap of faith and jump in because you'll love it. Thank you so much, Amy. I appreciate you sharing your story. Um, one of the hardest parts about keeping your weight off is, is afterwards, after the next two years, what can happen to your life? And with all the stresses and being part of a community will help you with the habits of longevity. Absolutely. And so, <clears throat> oh, and, and I wanted to also, whoops, go back is, is just um, before we, before we close is remember Ernestine Shepherd. She said, I'm going to do this until my day is done. So I'm not thinking of retiring at any time. As long as I can move my arms, move my feet, have presence of mind, I will continue this until my last breath. And that is one reason why she's going to stay healthy for the next many years is because she's in a community and she's leading a community um, of health-based individuals. And so not everyone is interested in this, but we are going to talk about um, the opportunity to become a health coach and what that would look like. And oftentimes when you get healthy, you can't help but want to share that and doing so will help you stay healthy, which can increase your lifespan. And so um, 
if you'd like to stay on and just hear a, a few things about what health coaching is like, you're welcome to stay on. And if not, thanks so much for, for joining us tonight. And I appreciate you being here. So have a great night. Um, but for those wanting to hear